0: Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Nikki Hancock. She's the Managing Director of the Americas Region at AMS. If anyone knows their way around the industry, it's her. So we talked about all sorts of things, the evolution of tech in HR, how you can tell whether a vendor in the space is serious, and what should we do with all those consultants. All of that on this edition of PeopleTech. Hi, Nikki, it's nice to see you. I heard someone say recently that there are more than 5,000 companies that work in the HR tech space uh, right now, which that's a lot. I mean, obviously. Um, Now, how is a customer supposed to keep their wits about them, say, when they're trying to deal with a universe that's of that size?
1: Yeah, I think that's a very good question and one that um, often our customers come to us and ask them. I think, to your point, I think over the years, it's seen an area of huge investment. Um, There are new tech solutions coming to the HR and talent acquisition space all of the time. Um, And I think it makes it increasingly more, confusing and complicated i think for many potential buyers and users of those technologies um i also think you know we've seen increased um consolidation as well so technologies tend to kind of overlap sometimes in terms of their functionality and capability as well as many more new entrants to the market um And I think for us, you know, that's one of the reasons that, you know, we launched AMS Verified was to really help organisations and individuals understand the complexity and simplify that landscape. So helping to understand what are the tech solutions out there, verify what they actually do, help understand what the impact is, what types of organisations use them, how those users would rate those technologies to help them to help, I guess, simplify that landscape for them and help understand where there could be opportunities and what type of technologies they should be looking at. Okay. Um,
0: for a while, um, we heard a lot about comprehensive platforms versus more targeted solutions. This is this big debate going on and I haven't heard so much talk about that lately. And I'm wondering, you know, has the the debate been settled, which I kind of doubt, but has the debate been settled and and if it has been, who won?
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think over the years, there's been lots of discussion um, around whether there is one end-to-end platform that can do everything versus having different technologies that, you know, have point solutions or, or more focused on a particular area. I don't think... debate necessarily has been settled and i don't think necessarily anyone has won um i think what we see is a recognition that many organizations will have a platform which potentially is their system of record and then they're using different other technologies over and above that platform as particular solutions to solve challenges or enhance the experience in certain areas and therefore what we see from our clients is how can they have the right technology stack that combines those two recognizing that there isn't actually necessarily one technology that does everything end to end and equally the market changes so much so there's never any you know end it always changes there's always more opportunity um but also recognizing that it's how those technologies work together that ultimately is going to give them that optimal, optimal experience and outcome.
0: I mean, it, it makes it makes me feel like um, the whole notion of integration is going to become pretty much ubiquitous. That if you have a product in this space, it's going to have to be um, capable of of working with other systems.
1: It's, yeah, and and I think that's definitely something we see with our customers. So I think very often they have bought multiple technologies who which are all great in the area that they operate in. So you know market leading technologies, but haven't necessarily thought given the before or focus around the integration strategy, and therefore losing some of the capability or optimization. Um, So I do think that's really important at the outset, is to understand what the opportunity is around integration. What does that integration actually look like? Or if you can't integrate, what is the impact of that? Um, And some organisations, sometimes it is very much a roadmap in terms of not necessarily everything's going to integrate from day one. But organisations will go into that knowing that, understanding the impact, but also understanding... What is that roadmap to be able to integrate and optimize to get the best return on all of those technologies? But I think it's something that's really important to really understand from the outset.
0: Now, going back to our um, our user, our, our um, buyer, customer, um, how do you identify a real solution, a true solution, um, versus someone who let's say it's just dipping their toe in the water of HR tech, you know, early on in their, in their life. Um, it seems that this technology is just becoming so much more important to the operation of a company. The HR department's got to be under a lot of pressure to get it right the first time.
1: Yeah. And, and you're right in the sense of, you know, I think we're all inundated with the latest technology that's going to solve everything. <laughs> um and, and and I think for us, especially working in the talent space, um, it's really about understanding what the technology is able to do today versus the roadmap. Um, I think sometimes there is confusion, certainly with the customers that we work in sometimes, in terms of what they will actually be able to do on day one versus what is part of a roadmap for that technology. Um, but also understanding it through kind of the lens of the user versus just the view from a technology perspective. Um, And so one of the things that we do as an outsourcing and advisory business is being able to kind of bring the advisory capability in terms of how to implement, optimize and drive adoption of technology, but also with that lens of what it's like to use the technology from an operational perspective. Um, and in our experience, that that is really, really important because it they're two very different lenses. Um, and what we have to do is to bring them both together, as well as an understanding of the organisation, you know, in terms of how does the organisation work? What's the culture of the organisation when it comes to technology and technology adop- adoption? Um, and so it's helping kind of HR and talent functions bring all of those experiences, perspectives together to build the right solution and implement the right solution
0: for that particular organization. Well, and and it does sort of speak to the idea of HR is getting to be a more technical function. Um, You don't have to be a software developer to be in HR, but you've got to know your way around. Do you think that's going to keep continue or?
1: Yeah, I think think what it's important to do is for HR to bring in all of the right kind of stakeholders and the capability they need when they're thinking about their technology strategy and their technology roadmap. And definitely increasingly, we're seeing the importance of having technology, project management, change management, adoption experts in HR, and whether that's uh, bringing them in for a project or they're part of that HR team, But definitely it's that capability that is very much needed and we can see increasing to ensure that, you know, technology is a core part of the HR function and strategy. But obviously it's not something that stands still either. It's not a one project and then it's completed. Um, It's how do they make sure that they've got the right capability to continue to optimize to continue to drive the change management and increase the adoption.
0: Um, there's a lot of consultants around in the HR tech space. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering what what do you think their role should be in, um, in the whole process of identifying needs, compiling RFPs, making the purchase, um, Can you just
1: sort of give me your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I mean, you're right, there are. Um, And I think it goes back to understanding what the capability that that particular organisation has itself, and then where are the gaps? Because ultimately, where consultants and advisors can help when it comes to technology can be everything from helping organisations understand what they want. From the technology to going through choosing the technology to configuring the technology implementing the technology helping to stabilize and helping to optimize um and you know consultancies and advisors like ours have the ability to bring in that expertise but also to bring in experience of having done that in other organizations having used other technologies and really being able to bring in some of the lessons learned, I guess, in terms of what has worked before and what hasn't worked before. Um, But I think it's really about augmenting that with what the organization and what that HR function has in terms of its own capability. Um, And sometimes, you know, I think the benefit as well is, you know, as I said, whether it's bringing in a consultant because they've got experience with a similar organization or in a similar industry with that particular technology um or it or, or it could be you know that um an organization just hasn't done something like this before um we work with many large complex organizations in regulatory environments and you know they've had their technology stack in place for many 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 years um and you know therefore changing technology or reviewing it is not something they've had to do Um, And therefore, you know, bringing in that external capability can really help.
0: Now, once you get beyond core HR, how do you how do you decide what you need to implement? Um, I mean, things like performance management and and engagement and and so forth. There's a lot of people building technology solutions for those things now. How do you decide which way to go or how to prioritize?
1: Yeah, I think it all comes back to having a very clear, you know, HR or people strategy. I think it depends on, you know, where that organisation is in terms of its organisational strategy and then understanding from a people and HR perspective where its priorities are. Because to your point, you know, HR covers such a broad area from, you know, employee experience and engagement to, you know, L&D, talent management, talent acquisition, Um, And not everything can necessarily be a priority. Um, What we've definitely seen, unsurprisingly, over the last, you know, 18 months to two years is, you know, huge focus around, obviously, talent acquisition Um, as organisations have come through the pandemic and, you know, the talent market has been extremely competitive. Um, But an increasing focus actually on HR, teams having to look at skilling and reskilling and how does that align to the work they do around you know learning and development, talent management, talent acquisition. So I think it really is all about prioritization. And I think it starts with what is the overall strategy for the organization, what's the people strategy aligned to that, and making sure that, you know, the priorities are very much aligned to that, but with clear outcomes in terms of what success actually looks like.
0: <laughs> Now, for my last question, let me let me shift gears a little bit. Um, contingent workers must pose something of a of a conundrum. Uh, I mean purchasing is also purchasing is often responsible for basically acquiring them. And HR might be involved somehow in their management, I think happens a fair amount. So how do you sort that out?
1: That's, that's that's a very, very good question <laughs> and one that is very topical at the moment because you're absolutely right. Traditionally, contingent workers are brought into the organisation through um, a kind of uh, a process and a programme that's typically owned by procurement. Um, but yet, obviously, it's such a significant part of the workforce for an organisation um, and, you know, it's interesting that, it's not typically owned by HR. Now, we are seeing that change. So, we're definitely seeing the increase of the contingent worker population being owned by HR much more, um, because ultimately, you know, it is a significant part of the workforce. Um, aligned to that, we're seeing that there's definitely a real, I think, transformation in terms of how organizations think about bringing in contingent workers. Um, Typically, you know, it's an area that's very focused on utilising technology, a clearly defined process to be able to bring workers in. Um, Typically, the workers come through an agency um, to one that's actually much more about organisations utilising technology to build their own talent pools of contingent workers, looking at how do they utilise their brand as they would do for an FTE to bring them into an organisation, how do they create talent pools proactively of contingent workers? So it's an area that we've definitely seen quite a lot of change in over the last two years, but one that we really do expect to transform as organisations recognise in line with, you know, the whole world of work is regardless of how someone is contracted to an organisation, whether that be an FTE or a contractor, that they are still a valuable member of the workforce Um, and it's important that we think about how they're brought into the organization how they align to the culture and values of the organization and ultimately making sure they're the right fit for the organization.
0: Well Nikki thank you very much for stopping by it's been great to talk with you and I hope you'll come back.
1: No that's great thank you Mark really appreciate your time.
0: My guest today has been Nikki Hancock, Managing Director of the Americas at AMS. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. download buy hold sell today on the evergreen podcast network or your favorite podcast channel welcome to don't retire graduate the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion whether you're 25 85 or any age in between gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors podcasters and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.